everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. Back in the studio yet again this week with my buddy Nate Hyatt. Uh, we're coming at you with our 50th podcast. We're at the big kind of number for us. Seeing how we only release once a week, 50 seems like a lot. Like it seems like it went by pretty quick. It does. Um, and so today we're coming at you with like a, a special episode. We wanted to do something that was a little different, a little special, something that you maybe hadn't heard before, kind of giving you that special edition. Cue the, the Dateline music right here. Um, but so we, we wanted to go back and just kind of recap the things that we learned that we gathered and garnered from basically podcast one all the way to this point and just give essentially just kind of the brief overview of just things we've learned and, and things we've learned from podcasting and just, uh, just tell you what the experience has been like up to this point. So, uh, if we start like at episode one, that was the one that we called how it all started. Um, and it's got quite a few listens. Uh, it still actually gets plays even now, which is interesting. So, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, people just want to listen to like, oh, why is this part podcast? Yeah, around basically, you know. Yeah, and it was interesting because it's gone from that. I remember sitting over in the old studio, and we were like, okay, all right. So, how do we do this intro? What are we gonna say? Like, uh, we got to get this room tone, and then like we got to make sure it's perfectly silent and everything's perfect and. And it's kind of just where we just now we just sit Throw down it together and, and barely edit it. And you get what you <laughs> hey get. Hey man, hey man, I don't just barely edit it, man. Why you got to throw me under the bus like that? Hey, it's both of us. I do a good job of making. I've this sound edited good. one out of fifty podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you have to admit, for no more money than we have invested in this, like this thing sounds pretty good it and does. does pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um. But it was interesting because that was kind of our first time sitting down and then we realized that we had a little bit of that chemistry that, you know, has kind of also made us become friends that also helped us with the conversation. The fact that we really Easy enjoyed with that those. F word. Um, <laughs> okay. We, we became, he became my fucker, you fucker. <laughs> like, is that better? <laughs> um, so it, and it kind of made it a little bit more organic. So, um, that's all I really have to say about that first episode. And I don't think we're going to, we, we kind of decided we're not going to go over the, to the points because those were all like things we'd already learned and garnered and we'd just be beating a dead horse yeah. on those. And we may not have something to say about every single episode. Yeah. yeah. We could be here until Tuesday if we do that. <laughs> well, um. Ain't nobody so, want to sit in a chair for six hours like we did with Scott. Well, as everybody, <laughs> as everybody that's listening to the podcast right now is like, oh shit, I've already heard all these. I'll wait till next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Two ep, two listens. So the next full length would have been with your mom and dad. So what did you think about that one? Like when we first sat down and I mean, I guess it was your mom, dad and you actually mm-hmm. really, it yeah, was all I mean, about the farm. I know they were super nervous for it. And honestly, like when we first started, I was nervous when it came to like starting the podcast, you know, like what are people going to think about what I say? Now, now I don't really care. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, always that good, part of me has changed a little yeah, bit. That's always good to have that mentality. Um, yeah. Well, what did your, what do you, do you remember what your parents thought about that? Like what were their like initial reactions and stuff like after the fact and. Oh, mom doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. So, well, I mean, I can understand that. <laughs> She's like, I want to respect you as a person, so I'm not going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, and that's the beauty too is of, of podcasting in general is you can kind of choose, you know, this is not something that I align with her that I'm going to listen to and shut Click, it off. Flip the channel. So, wow, good to know your mom hates us. <laughs> Better be careful or get kicked out of this nice studio. I don't know, man. She was she was pretty nice to me when I came up to the back door tonight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, better than last time when you came out and 
me and her have been talking about <laughs> politics. <laughs> um, so, but what did they, what did they think of the podcasting experience in general? I think they enjoyed it and like really getting, I mean, that's my parents like talking about that stuff. We talked about hemp and the business and our failures and this and that. And they, I mean, we're very open about talking that to anybody and everybody just so like sharing that experience saying, Hey, it ain't all sunshines and rainbows, you know? And we're not drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. Not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, I was talking to a gentleman, uh, you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say it on here that that's part of a new hemp company mm-hmm. and is going through some like um child custody stuff where well, he was saying that um he just finished harvesting like going through a harvest cycle and they want him to get like a follicle test and he was like you know it's probably gonna test positive because you know i just finished harvest and like i mean like i've just covered in this stuff that guy doesn't have hair anyway and so anyway <laughs> so i um but the judge said, well, if, if the field is uh, being managed properly, no, you shouldn't. And I'm like, what? what? It, uh, have you read the law? It's like it could be up to 3% THC. 0.3. Or, sorry. Yeah. But still, THC can still be present in the plant. Mm-hmm. And that can potentially screw over dude's child custody stuff as a result of him harvesting a legal product. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's the only reason he's going to But you get what I'm getting at, though. Yeah. I mean, like... Those are the kind of things that you guys are trying to battle, the stigmas that you guys are trying mm-hmm. to battle in doing these podcasts and doing the things that you do. Just trying to get the word out on it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still a nightmare. Like, we're trying to pass a medical marijuana bill. It's going to be a nightmare. And the hemp industry is still in shambles. Like, we can't even sell our own bud in our store. Yeah. Like, we had some good buds this year. Like, they would have been awesome smokable buds. And we have people coming all the time asking for that stuff and can't do it. Right. So the next one would have been episode five, the next full length, which would have been Bryant and Chad. Um, so for me, it was interesting to see some of the perspectives because I never really got to talk to the sheriff much after the fact about like what happened. So it was interesting to see some of his perspectives, some of Chad's perspectives, kind of what they work through, the issues with uh, unemployment and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, working back into the job. And then we kind of hit mental health at the end of that one pretty decently hard. Mm-hmm. Which kind of, to me, felt like well, that's where the mental health ball kind of got rolling. It was interesting to me, like the, um, all the procedures and stuff that you guys talked about. Like, I have no idea on law enforcement, you know, like hearing the whole story, um, from start to finish from your guys' perspective was like very entertaining to me. Just learning, like, that, like, Chad, I had no idea that Chad had been shot five, was it five? Uh, I think it was four. Four times, yeah. like, right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Um, Without a vest and the, on. The, and the, the people from Casey's had come out to help, basically. Yeah, li- they one of the guys literally put a finger, like, in an arterial bleed bullet hole and saved his life. Yeah. Just crazy to me. Yeah. So hearing that perspective was really cool. And, and yeah, like, at the end, we started talking about mental health. And then from then on, like, people were wanting to discuss that as they came on and... <clears throat> came on the podcast so that kind of did get the ball rolling on it yeah um and and i just was cool to see their their perspectives on things afterwards because you know i've never been shot so that's one of those things that i've always kind of been like what if you know running through those in my mind been shot by a nail (laughs) yeah have you heard chris westbay's story of that yet yeah yeah okay that that's an interesting story uh and then the next one was episode seven with felicia 
And the, the reason that, like, I think, one, that we wanted her on, A, she's our coach, but B, she has an interesting story from, you know, being kind of like in a small town, small school, going to college, you know, working through uh, being raped and then also having injuries and then coming back to the injuries to where now she's got state records in powerlifting, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically doing things that other people would have seen as like a death sentence. They would have seen that as like, a, okay, I've got my knees. Like now I just basically continue existing. Some people like, I'll be talking to them and they're like, yeah, I got to get my knee replaced. Really not looking forward to this. I was like, I know someone that can deadlift 400 plus pounds and had both knees replaced yeah. within a year of each other or something like that. And I was like, you can come back from it, I promise you. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Mary. She has both of her hips replaced, and she has a, a little bit of a tick when she walks, like that you can kind of see, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't really know it. Same thing with like Rob Ross. She had both knees replaced, but if you look at the guy, you wouldn't know it. He goes yep. to the gym. I mean, he's not like powerlifting or anything like that, but uh, especially with technology today, I think makes a big difference. It used to be, it was like, especially when it came to, um, especially when it came to like surgeries, it used to be the whole... You had the surgery, now lay in bed for four to six weeks and heal and then get up. Yeah. Well, now they're wanting you to get up like same day, get moving around, and that way you, your muscles don't atrophy and all that other kind of stuff. So um, it was it was interesting to, to hear her story, and I know she got a lot of good feedback and a lot of people that were telling her, like, you know, thanks for you know, kind of bearing it all and, and giving input. So the next one was one that you set up, Melissa Baldwin. Oh, yeah. With South Bend, uh, yeah. and we're going to have the rest of their crew on one of these days yeah. to get that set up, but they're in survival mode as Melissa puts it on her <laughs> Instagram, trying to get through Harvest and all that good stuff, but that was a really fun one to have her on and just like hear her her mindset, basically, which is similar to like some very successful people like Andy and um, Ed Milet and those guys, and she really looks up to them, which we do too. Yeah. You know, I, I listen to Andy's podcast regularly, and like to uh listen to them for their success stories and this and that um but having her on and just seeing like hey they're doing this and they're doing it in great bend kansas you know a lot of people think great bend is like the to me that's the edge of the world you know you get west of there and there ain't nothing there ain't <laughs> shit out there well to to your legislature here in kansas anything west of topeka is western kansas yeah so um, but the thing, like you talk about how you didn't know the procedures and like law enforcement and how like that was an entertaining conversation. The one with that one with Melissa was entertaining to me mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, cause I'm sitting here thinking like you have to have all this specialty equipment to like do what you're doing. And that's why you're not getting a big bite because farmers are like, I, I don't have the money to invest in that right now. Um, because you know, crop futures and everything were just like crap, especially during that time mm-hmm. that she was on because that was, that was episode aired on January 3rd of 2022. And, uh, but she was like, uh, no, like everything that you have, like we build it around the fact that everything you have, you can continue using. Yep. Um, and then also when she was talking about the, the taking sprayers and like showing the kids like what they spray. Cause people just think you, you dump like these 55 gallon drums of chemical on the ground and like that, and you're killing everybody, you know? And then she talked about how it was like mostly water and very little chemical, which yeah, I, like- even I didn't know. In my sprayer, like when I ran it, it was a 1,200-gallon tank. And at most, there was probably, I don't know, there was a couple times put on some pretty heavy herbicide. And I would say there was 80 gallons of chemical in that 1,200-gallon tank of water. But you said that was heavy. What would like a normal, like just an everyday? Like spraying soybeans would be like 20 gallons chemical in that whole 
that 1200. Yeah. So you have a 1200 water. Well, you have 1180 water and then 80 of, or 20 of chemical or whatever. Yeah. Like, huh. Okay. So it's pretty diluted. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also I had another guy that I was talking to was talking about like, okay, we, we don't, we don't make money by just taking copious amounts of chemical and throwing it on the ground. Cause it's expensive. That shit's <laughs> stupid expensive. So roundup is like $70 a gallon now. Which it didn't used to be that. No. Farmers always get the shit into the stick anyways. So. Yeah, and then they just pass it on to us. Not that it's the farmer's fault. That's not what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, the farmers can't they don't control that market anymore. Uh, next full-length episode would have been uh, Ethan. And that was a long podcast. That was. It was like three and a half hours. But it went by really fast. I think we left the pot, the studio at like 11.30 that night and yeah. all of us had to work the next day. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I know him and I had to be up at 7 the next day. Yeah, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look at my he schedule. He probably went home went to editing and then went, went to bed. <laughs> yeah, that one was on January 17th. But it was cool to see the perspective of like a small business owner and then like what he how, like how he kind of had to do things differently than something in a big city would and how he made pastries and kind of like how he figured out how many he'd need a day. Um, and then just seeing how he's basically just taking his money and reinvesting it back into the company. Um, and then they're just like really cool in general. I can't think of one single time I've ever gone into Clive's ever and seen somebody that behind the counter that was in a bad mood or gave me some sort of a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And that has to say something about that company's culture and just knowing Ethan, I mean, it's going to be good company culture. Yep. I would agree. Um, so it, that one was a lot of fun. And then I and spent then, a lot of quality time with Ethan in crawl spaces and doing plumbing and all that. So me and Ethan talked quite often. <laughs> um, you can really bond in a crawl space with, with another man. <laughs> I just have one question. Who was the big spoon? <laughs> we would trade. Um, but, and then also listening to his music after the fact, because we, with his permission, put a little bit of his music at the end of that podcast. Um, and there's one of them that like I really really enjoy that I just kept like playing over and over and it's the one that's at the end of that podcast. So uh and then enters the infamous Ted Carter and Janine at the very end of that one. Mm-hmm. Um you know and we really only kind of like broached like just scratched the surface with Ted. Like there's so much more to that man and mystery. Yeah. You know? I mean we could like probably have we'll have him on again someday but we could have had a four-hour conversation <laughs> with him that night too yeah well he and janine mentioned that those two wanted to come on and kind of have a like they wanted to talk about like the media and the conspiracy theories and stuff like that and i'm like that's entertaining like whether or not they're like true or what like it, it would i think it would be fun and entertaining to yeah. just spitball and have that stuff around plus ted's just funny as hell and janine's just cool to be around in general um but she she wasn't wanting to like be a part of that at all like no. she she didn't and then like she came on and then it was just like kind of like she caught the bug because she was talking about it a bunch after that and she listens she tells me she tells me she listens to our podcast um every single week like mm-hmm. without fail and she says she like she likes to talk to herself and so she'll like being commenting things or talking <laughs> like as we're talking or we're talking to a guest she said even on the podcast with her she was talking to herself <laughs> like you should have said this or you should have done that or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm really looking forward to having Ted on just because he is like, like just an entertaining man just in general. Uh, and he's not hard to look at. So that helps. But um, <laughs> we haven't spent any quality time in uh, crawl spaces though. No, just in the gym. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is the one that I figured that you would have some interesting input on. 
Mine? Yep, yours. Episode 15, <laughs> February 14th on Valentine's Day. <clears throat> we released that one. That well, was your love story <laughs> released on Valentine's Day. I forgot about that. But um, that one got like, that one soared like to the top. Like I remember looking at the graph on Podbean when that released and it was like normal podcasts over here and it was like just like little foothills like you'd see in Kansas and then like yours released and it was like this huge mountain peak like you'd see in freaking Colorado. <laughs> Everybody getting nosy one up in my business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was it. No, it was... It was a uh, it was a good podcast, and it felt good to talk about that stuff because I know other people struggle with some of those same issues. Um, it was, I don't know, I've, I'd like to say I've made progress since then. I think you have, uh, and I mean, and do you feel it was therapeutic? Do you feel it was? Yeah, I do. It, and, you know, like in a situation like what I went through, you know, you have to talk to somebody about that eventually. Like you can't bottle all that shit up. You're driving insane. No, you can, but it's probably not healthy. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, you, you just can't keep that on your chest. Well, um, so when, when you when you were going through that process, like when you were sitting here and you were actually talking about all that, did that stuff seem to flow pretty well? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember after the fact, like you were super nervous for a while. Well, about, that was mainly about the ex business partners and stuff. Yeah, which and, ended up being okay. And they didn't say shit. So yeah. Well, kind of hard to refute the truth. Yep. Um, but so I, I've always found that like, so I, I even have some struggles that I'm going with and I'll, I'll like tell my wife like, Hey, can we go to the bedroom and talk for a minute and shut the door? And it's always good to just like get that out and kind of like, I don't want to be like, I don't, I don't really like the, I, the Christian mindset of I name it and claim it. Like that doesn't really resonate with me well, but, um, it was like one of those things where it's like, okay, now that I've started to kind of talk about it, like it. It's like that switch in my brain has been flipped and also like a little bit of an accountability mm-hmm. uh, partner with my wife at least. But there's just something about like just talking about it and getting it out and, and doing that kind of thing. And I think that's what we've always kind of hung our hat on on this podcast is just being brutally okay. honest. Yep. Even if that means people turn us off and don't want to continue to respect us so they don't listen to us anymore. That's fine. You can tell us to fuck off. Yeah. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so the next one would it be episode 17 with Derek Plouts, um, which I, uh, I still like fucking really miss that guy as a boss. Like I, I'd have to say he was probably the number one best leader that I have ever served under ever in any, any job that I've ever had. And I will never have another leader like that ever again. I, that's all there is like that God broke the mold after him when it comes to his leadership style. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like that's because of the ownership that he took and stuff or, and what? he was just an intelligent and bright man and well-versed and his gift of gab. And plus he just, because of his gift of gab, he knew everyone. Mm-hmm. So that helped. Um, so when it came to like political connections, which I, I think that like, I think he focused on it, but I think he focused on it in the right way in the sense of, I know these people and I want to get to know them and I want to get to know what their goals are to see how we can make our goals align, right? Like, cause if you leave everything out on your shoulder and you're telling everybody like, I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this, they may not agree with you, but like, if you can get your goals to align with other people's goals and get to know them for who they are, then, you know, potentially you can use those to, so you both can accomplish your goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that was more along the lines of what he did because he never came into the office and was like, I know Derek Schmidt. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Like he, it, it was never like that. 
you know, it was one of them things of like, if, if he had a contact he knew that could help us, it's like, Oh, Hey, Joe Bob over at the Kansas department of ag. Like, yeah, let's call him. Mm -hmm. I got his number. We'll call him and see what we can figure out. And you know, just the, just the behind the scenes stuff of like, you know, like ordering things. Like I, I, I would always just say, send him an email. Hey, I need this. A couple of days later, the shit shows up. Like I didn't have to follow up. I didn't have to ask multiple times. Um, you know, and, and I did hold on to, I shouldn't say resentment. Resentment would be the wrong word, but like, just sometimes I was like, I was like, dude, this guy's in the office all the time. Like, come on, man. Like, can you get out here and kind of help us cop? But then as he continued along with this stuff, I was like, ah, okay. Now I see why you're doing what you're doing. And I see that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to make it to where I can push a button on a patrol car and go out and do my job. There's a lot of stuff. And I've started to see more of that since we've been in the interim periods of chiefs lately. Yeah. Because you guys got to pick up I'm, some of the yeah, slack. Like Sarge and I have had to pick up all that slack. And I am really glad to be getting rid of some of it because I don't get paid enough to handle it. <laughs> so, um, Well, hopefully the new chief handles it. Yeah. Well, that's 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 my, uh, that's my uh, way of saying I love you, Derek, and I miss you. <laughs> I know you're listening. He's fanboying over here still. <laughs> uh, next full link was Nelson. Nelson. That was a old Nelson Riemann Schneider. That was one that I expected us to talk about nerdy stuff, video games the whole time, and that ended up being a like a really good thing for Nelson, I think. Yeah. You know, opening up about his um childhood and family life and his parents getting a divorce and the toxicity that he's seen between them and being put between them, you know, being used as leverage and that was and I think it was good for other people to hear that so they can see, okay, this does happen. Like, I'm not alone in this. There's people I can talk to. I think it was the thing that I took the most from that podcast from Nelson was he was willing to say, my parents screwed up. Here's the things they did wrong. But they were trying their best with what they had, and I still love them. Of mm-hmm. uh, He was willing to kind of help try to look past some of that and still move on and be like, you know, you're my parents. And and I get that everybody listening to this podcast, that's not going to resonate with them because, let's face it, if you were probably sexually molested by your, you know, your parent, you're probably not going to find it in your heart to give forgive them. And I and I get that. But you know, in this instance of, I think it's kind of like a redemption story in the fact of like, even though this stuff happened, like I, I they're still my parents, I still love them, and I'm still willing to give them a shot. Yep. But I'm still also willing to hold them accountable because he 100 percent did mm-hmm. on that podcast. So that was the thing I love the most. Um, I think we could just piss Jansen off and skip over his. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Just skip over his, go on to the next one. Sorry, Jansen. Yeah, your ego. You moved out of Sterling. You're done. Yeah, your ego's already big enough, homie. We don't need to. We don't need to make it any bigger. Hey, he is. What is he? He's five weeks into the academy. Yeah. Graduate in January. He said uh, that some of his class, one of his classmates, got kicked out the other day. That happens pretty regularly because he was being racist and. All this stuff, like oh. racial comments the whole time. I was like, yep, that's who we need police. Yeah, well, at least the academy held that standard. But it's, it's crazy to me that, like, he was hired and made it to the academy, you know? Well, my thing is you can do all the screening in the world. Because, like, let's face it, if you walk into a room with a bunch of people wearing suits and ties during an interview, you're not throwing that stuff around. Hmm. You're trying to get a job. You're putting a face on. Yeah. And no matter what amount of screening or anything that you do, you're just going to get shit bags. It's going to happen. Like... I mean, the the Catholic Church had how many issues with their priests and, you know, they're supposed to be celibate and all these other things and the screening processes and 
I mean, it happens. It happens in every single industry. It does. I mean, like, I can even think of a, a dude that used to live in Sterling that was, like, just awful at construction. So, like, when he would when he would cut, like, flooring and he would put it in and it would be short, rather than, like, throwing it away and cutting a new piece that would fit, he'd fill in that gap with wood putty on that flooring. Like nice. that was That was his solution. Hmm. So, I mean, again, you've got bad people in every job. Ours, ours just happens to get, you know, national onto attention. the national media. Yeah. Um, but you know, listening to Jansen's story too was interesting because, um, I, I'd always wondered because it's interesting to see where these things come from. Like he said that his love of nature basically came from his parents, where every time they went out, they went out with a trash bag and mm-hmm. they were essentially picking up after people, and that's what, excuse me, that's what drove his passion for wanting to be a wildlife officer and to be able to like enforce those rules so that people could continue to enjoy nature as it is. Yep. And he's so far, he's doing a really good job of chasing those goals. Cause he's with Kansas department of wildlife and parks down at Cheney and he's currently in the Academy. So he's working on that. So the infamous Scott Tolley was the next one. And 16 hour podcast. That was, that was a long podcast. It was. And, and it was one of them where like you just like he, he just grabbed your attention and like held it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he had so much to say. It's like this, this, like Scott is like if you put Scott into like a book, he would be like all the Harry Potter novels put together. Like yeah. just that's like how long his story is and all the things he's done and accomplished and learned and been a part of. And, and he's only like 50. Yeah, and he was telling us, he's like, I feel like there was so much more we left unsaid. And I was like, well, this is like a five-hour podcast. What are you talking about, homie? <laughs> so what nobody's listening about? to the end of this thing anyways. Uh, well, dude, it got 192 plays. I mean, that's a that's that's a pretty good amount of plays mm-hmm. on, on a podcast. Um, and and I, I don't have anything uh, bad about it because it was good. It was, it was four hours, 30 minutes, and 44 seconds. Yeah. That's how long that podcast was. And um, I know he, he was like... When we were setting it up, he was all about like we got to keep it short. I got like contacts in the morning, this and that, or um, I got training in the morning at five, or I got to be at the gym at five thirty. And yeah, we're leaving the studio like midnight. I was to say it was late. It was really late when we when we finally left. Um, he was the one pushing the envelope about getting done early, and then he it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. I mean, it was organic, and then it's not like we were forcing it. Well, yeah, just, yeah, and and also it wasn't like we were sitting in here like, oh my god, shut up! Like that's not what it was either. Um, but it, and then he 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 told me he wants to get back on. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. What's that guy that's the absolute monster that works out in uh, in Wichita? Wears the glasses, has the big beard, and he went to, like, the Arnold at one time. You know the guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. If they say the name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. But anyway, he he they're working on getting him back into shape. So he's doing the training and Maya's doing the James nutrition. Connor. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, They're doing the – they're trying to get him back into, like, shape. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, Maya's doing his nutrition. Scott's doing his workouts. He wants to come in and, like, talk about that whole process, which yeah. I thought would be cool. It would be cool podcast. Um, and then one I missed, and I'm really sorry for doing that, was uh, Rachel, Rachel Waterhouse, mm-hmm. um, who has now got her pro card. Uh, she, she does. She's first paid pro uh, strong woman in the United States. Yeah, she, she uh, she's worked her ass off for that, though. She has. Like, 
She's uh, gone through a lot in the last, I mean, not gone through a lot. She's worked through a lot in the last two years is when I think about when she started doing the strongman stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I think I, it was. I've, I've been think... through a lot since then, so. Yeah. But I've also, um, you know, I, I talked to, I, I, sh- I say, I shouldn't say regularly. I talked to her, you know, once in a while because of the things I see on her story. And I'm like, hey, good job. Keep up the good work, whatever. And, you know, I started talking to her husband a little bit more too. Um, he started messaging. We, we kind of share some of the same humor so we can go back and forth on some of the like, you know, memes that you probably shouldn't be sharing publicly kind of yeah. thing. But, but we, we always end up getting like a, a funny laugh out of things. And, and, you know, cause I always joke, joke about like how majestic his beard is. And like, if, if things don't work out between him and Rachel, like, you know, I would marry him and stuff like that. Um, it's adorable, man. But yeah. Uh, true love story right there. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, listening to her story too of, um, you know, just where she, where she came up and like moved here and then like, moved back and then moved here and like it just uh and then the tr- the struggles that she had with like having a child and something i took for granted like when my wife and i like she got pregnant she carried a child to term we had a kid she got pregnant you know we, you mm-hmm. know just lather rinse repeat never had issues with those things so it was interesting to see that that side of it as well but also to see that you know she's she's incredibly strong but a lot of women i think don't want to work out because they think they're going to be that like bodybuilder you know, mm-hmm. which some women don't like. They don't want it. And there's women like I mean, N- Melissa that do. But even Melissa walking around, she, you can tell she's like, she lifts, but she doesn't look like she's stage lean all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, because they've been cutting water for two weeks and sucking on ice cubes. Like, that's the reason that they look like that when they do the shows. Like, you don't look like that all the time. Well, she know. was saying, you can't be that way all the time or you'll yeah. like, you'll like fry your body. Yep. That's what she said. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool. Cause Rachel is like incredibly strong, but like, just, if you just saw her like walking down the street normally, like you, you wouldn't know it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if you like, she were to get a hold of you and she just like picks you up above your head and like throws you against the wall when you try to attack her family and she just like, she Hulk smashes you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Couldn't imagine. Uh, let's see. So we did Scott and then we did, uh, okay. So Seth Cordell would have been the next one. So uh, he talked a lot about like his addiction and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That was kind of where his story Growing really resonated, and, and all yeah. the head injuries and stuff that he'd had. Athletics from high school to college to having his dad as his coach, and there's I, a lot of lessons learned from Seth. And like Seth's one of the most down to earth guys you'll you'll meet now. You know, like I, I feel like Seth in high school may have been kind of a cocky asshole. I don't know. <laughs> I just get that vibe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I but can see like it. he's not that way anymore. Um well yeah, because you know he's that he he's instead of being the crazy cat lady, he's the crazy dog guy. Yeah. Who was end up having like all kinds of dogs they're fostering and stuff. And I think the biggest takeaway for me was um I, I have never battled a alcohol or drug addiction. So, uh, seeing his mindset in the sense of like, for him, it was those small, minute changes that he made every day that eventually became habits, which is kind of what I was telling you about, about Ed, Ed Milet's book of the power of one more that I've been listening to lately was on the way home. He knew that the liquor store was on the right side of the road. So he would drive in the left lane because then he couldn't legally turn from that lane to turn into the liquor store. Mm -hmm. Just those small changes that he made every day that finally led him into sobriety and, and everybody always sees like I used to be an alcoholic or I used to be, I should say an addict. I used to be an addict and now I'm not like every, like it's, it's those, those, uh, extremes that people see. 
They usually don't see the minutia yeah. in the middle and what it took and the struggles. And like the, the people that are now clean went through the same struggles as you went back to drinking or whatever, same as you, but eventually they figured it out. Eventually they got clean and just those small changes and those, those habits are, or, or what I took away from that podcast. Yep. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, the next, the next full length was like the Q and a, um, so I don't think we'll really go over that one. Uh, let's go to the next page here. All right. So the next full length after that one would be, uh, Jason Probst. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, which is another guy we're going to have to have on soon. Oh yeah. We need to get him before we, he goes back into session. If when, he, if he wins the election. Yeah. No, when he wins the election. Yeah. Speaking of which, my dad said he saw you in a political ad. Mm-hmm. He goes, I saw Nate today. And that's actually what started the conversation about the Hyatt. He said that's where he clicked the Hyatt because he saw the spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe he thought it was H-Y-A-T-T or something like that. Thought mine was H-Y-A-T-T. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what clicked for him because the Marjorie Hyatt was the grand, great-grandmother. And so he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then that's when I messaged you guys. Yeah. So have you finished the genealogy on that yet? No. Did you do some research? No. I asked you a question. I expect an answer. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I want you to pay all the money, do all the genealogy work, and get it done. I kind of want to, but I just haven't got around to doing it. I mean, how yet. cool would it be to find out that we're, like, really distantly related? Wouldn't that be sweet? I mean, that would make the, all the nights that we spent together kind of awkward, but... <laughs> <laughs> it gets up and leaves. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like... to. To tell you all what we're talking about was uh, I had a great-grandmother named Marjorie Hyatt that was from, like, the Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri area, spelled the same way as Nate's last name. And I've never honestly seen my someone with my last name spelled the same this, that I haven't been related to. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So maybe we are. Have you seen Sowers? No. I can't. Well, one other. Yes, one other time. There's a guy here in town that used to manage the Longhorn Steakhouse or whatever it's called now, Texas mm-hmm. T-Bone, whatever. Um, and his name was Jason Sowers. And I have a cousin named Jason Sowers. And it's spelled the same, but we can't find any any relation any relation there. <laughs> yeah. But usually the Sowerses that I get like lumped in with are S-A-U, um, not S-O-W. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it spelled with an I other than my name. It's always been H-Y. Yeah. So, uh, so I was messaging Nate saying like, Hey, do you think we're maybe related? And I gave him the name, just hoping it would click for him, but it didn't. And he didn't do the research. So fuck him. Uh, anyway, the next <laughs> one was, uh, Rob Ross. What'd you think of Rob? You guys had a lot of uh, similarities there with, uh, the football stuff. Yeah. Yep. I enjoyed the conversation with Rob and like I had helped. Oh, he'd come out when we demoed that trailer and he was there working and he's just a fun guy to talk to, you know? He's got all sorts of stories. I actually ran into him uh, last week at El Patrio at lunch. Oh, yeah. Talked to him for about 10 minutes. Yeah, Rob is just like an easygoing, easy-to-talk-to guy. And mm-hmm. and he just is like that, almost like that that grandpa, that grandpa that would like sit next to the fire and like put you on his knee and read you a story or like help you through something. And, yep. you know, he's he's always just been like, at least in the time that he's been in my life, he's just always there. And... It's just him naturally. It's like it's just easy to naturally gravitate towards him. 
Um, and, and, and to hear him tell some stories about parenting and the things that even he did that he was a knucklehead when he was a kid and stuff of like, cause I do focus with, uh, you know, I do focus on like, am I being a good parent, a good dad, a good person and all that other kind of stuff. But to hear somebody like Rob, you know, Rob talk about some of his, I guess, faux pas and also some things that he did that was maybe against what other people thought. Like when he's. His kid wanted to go, instead of going to, like, what was it, like, regional or state wrestling that mm-hmm. his kid had qualified for, he wanted to go to his friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Well, most parents would have said, uh, no, you're going wrestling, where he chose to let his kid choose where he wanted, choose to, go. Where he wanted to go. And mm-hmm. then and then uh, his kid ended up, you know, being a collegiate-level athlete, whereas the other guy that was pushing him, like, that kid, like, kid, you know, bowed out and High really, school. really didn't amount to much of yeah. anything. So... Um, so it's always good to hear those perspectives from people like him when it's like, okay, like, uh, I may be making some mistakes, but I think that, you know, I can build off of those and I'm still doing a decent job. Uh, so the next one was Mike Cressy. Um, hearing his story. Uh, I remember the very first time I heard that story was we were in church and essentially he was standing in front of the church, giving a message on like, I used to be, I, I'm, I'm a man, but I used to be a woman and now I'm a man again. And that's like, you're starting this. And of course you're in the middle of a church, which if you look at what, what people usually think about Christianity, Christianity, people have religion. They don't have Christ. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Most people be like, Ugh, like yeah. F this guy. And like, whereas it's, you're supposed to have the complete opposite mm-hmm. and I could get on that soapbox, but I won't. Um, but listening to. You know, he was talking about being adopted and all that other kind of stuff and going through his raising that he said like his parents were loving and they were always present, um, you know, maybe kind of, you know, encouraged some criminal behavior from time to time. But it was it was encouraged in a way where it was for survival. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you were trying to victimize others. And I mean, grew up in <clears throat> kind of it. I mean, a tough area. Yeah. In New York City. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, he said he always had good friends. I mean, it wasn't like he was some sort of an outcast or anything like that. But eventually, you know, uh, it, again, that's episode 34. I, I'm not going to do it justice. He tells the story significantly better. Uh, but, you know, eventually transitions into a woman and lives a life as Michelle for a long time. I mean, would you say, was it 10 years or so? I think so. And then, I mean, even to the point where, like, people in his church that he was going to, like, they knew him as Michelle. Like, he was st- doing like women's Bible studies and staying with women retreats. Yeah. And doing all that other kind of stuff. And then, you know, eventually made it to the dream center, which they, Hey, you're cool, bro. I want to be like you when I grow up anyway. Um, where even the people at dream center didn't know. And then like he was pushed, but he says by the Holy spirit, he was pushed to, you know, come clean. And then his transition Transition back. back. As a matter of fact, I think he's preaching at my church next weekend. Is he? Or a week from today. I see him at the gym pretty often. He's yeah. not as talkative as Rob. No, he is not. He's he's he is pretty recluse. Um, mm. you know, once once you get him talking and stuff, like he he'll have a conversation with you, but he yeah. he's definitely not going to be that guy that kind of helps keep it going. Like he's going to say yeah. his piece and then he's going to move on. Yeah, like Rob, he'll see you across the gym and wave and come up and talk to you and. Yeah. Michael, like maybe you might get a head nod out of him. Maybe <laughs> I, I have to always be like, "Hey, Mike!" from across the gym, and I get, "Hey, what's up?" And then that's usually it, and he goes back to doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, let's see. So then we did another Q and A, which then brings us to the first podcast with Bill Howard. 
Um, which uh, I know that he struggled with a little bit after the fact, like you did with with yours. Worried about who was going to hear yeah, what. And... Yeah. Um, and and he, I think he got some feedback from some people that he um respected mm-hmm. and that wasn't necessarily as positive as he'd hoped it would be. Not that they were saying like take it down, have it deleted, or anything like that. So I know he he was really worried about it. But, um, you know, I wish we, in that episode, which we've now kind of gotten to more in the next one that we'll talk about, but, uh, I wanted to hit like leadership and stuff more. Cause that's kind of where I, I first met him and seeing some of the ways that he did leadership was interesting, mm-hmm. um, like tools to put in the toolbox. And that's what I was really wanting to pick his brain on. And, you know, the pot, the, the conversation went completely a different direction, which was completely fine. There was yeah. nothing wrong with it being, uh, what it was. Because, you know, talking about the mental health struggles of his son and the things that, like, he went through in the job and why he gave the job up and, you know, put his family first. And uh, it was just a, a really phenomenal podcast. It and, was. It was a good one. And and, and it got a lot of listens as well. Um, and it, it's up there in probably our top ten I mean, podcasts. sometimes you just, you don't know what your kids are going through until it's almost too late. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm very much that. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I get the call that my son's doing this stuff and like he's, you know, in the, in the field and but he's looking saying he back, wants to do it, it's like, whoa. Looking back, like now, can you see like, okay, here was some signs of what, like some issues you like, because a lot of times when you say he's in a bad mood, he's in a bad mood and treats his siblings like shit and it's hard to be around for you guys and this and that, you know, mm-hmm. would you say there were signs before that happened? You know, uh, no, I actually know because like he was always, you know, quote unquote, a good kid. He, he mm-hmm. listened and, and then once we kind of in, in, like we told him about Thomas and that was when it really started to change. And that's when I really started to see it. So it was a, it was a relatively quick turn because it was like, he's coming into being an adolescent. So he's going through all those emotional changes Plus now he has those, those things that he, those questions he has, those emotions he's feeling of anger, inadequacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it, it was a very quick turn. Um, and you know, I, I don't think that I would necessarily change it. I mean, it, it was not necessarily a pleasant experience, but I mean, he's still here. He's still you know, very, and he's doing really well in school right now. I mean, we still struggle with our issues because he's a teenager and, you know, he does have some mental health issues that he's working through, but testosterone's peaking. uh, Speaking (laughs) of that, get this. He tells me the other day that he can deadlift 480 pounds. And I'm like, no, you can't. And he wants to argue with me. I'm like, dude, I I watched you deadlift the last time and you haven't been in the gym because the last time was like 380 something or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and you haven't been in the gym because his knees messed up. Um, It keeps giving out on him and he's going to see a specialist in a week or so. But, um, and, and I was like, dude, I was like, I'm tired of arguing with you. I said, here's how sure I am that you can't deadlift 480. I will pay your cell phone for a year if you can pull through or 480, excuse me, 480. I will pay your cell phone for a year if you can pull 480. He was like, all right, bet. Let's go to the gym right now. And I was like, first things first, the gym's closed. <laughs> like, second, I'm like, your knee is messed up. That is not a good idea. And he's like, oh, you're just trying to get out of it now. And I'm like, you know what? I want to, Let's just take you and let you blow your knee out. Let's just make it official. Like, yeah. I'm like, take him out to the barn. I'm like, there's no way you're going to pull 480, man. Like, you haven't been putting the work in in the gym. There's no way. 
None. So anyway, yeah, that's talking about the the testosterone of the teenager. <laughs> uh, so we did work life balance. Then we talked about you and I did a full length podcast on the cognitive biases, ethics, and morals, and apprehension of criminals, and like conspiracy theories and stuff. So the next actual like full length where we had in- someone on interview someone. So we had several full links with just you and I. Because then we did the Ellsworth Cowtown shootout. Then we did Ivermectin. Biden is the fallout guy in priorities, which is probably where we lost your mom. Um, <laughs> no, I think we lost her long before. On I mean, I we feel did, like we didn't even really the, say anything. There were some to the points where we talked political and stuff, I'm sure. like uh, I'm, I'm looking back here. Georgia Guidestones, Lodge Hydron Collider, Beer, Business Opportunities. Like, do, do you remember, like, roughly what time she said that? Would that have been, like, summer, or was it? Well, it was, last time me and her talked about politics, it was when she got frustrated. But So she stopped listening before or after that? Before. Huh. Like, months, or? I think she only listened to, like, first ten episodes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> well, I can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, so, back on subject. The next full length we would have had after that actually was, uh, was was Bill again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. So it went from Bill Howard to Bill Howard, <laughs> essentially. I mean, but there was like because w- Bill Howard was on on episode thirty eight, but then he was back on again on forty six. And so speaking of forty six, forty six and another one of Bill Howard. So both of those are probably in those top ten, mm-hmm. right along like with yours, and then the first episode ever. Um. And, you know, that's where we talked about the Rob Elementary School shooting. And I'd never really considered the leadership aspects of, you know, as a law enforcement officer, it's not always our job to go home at the end of the day. It's the community's job to go home at the end of the day. And if that means we have to die, that's what we're we're trained to do. That's what we're Mm -hmm. equipped to do. And it's not always uh, possible for everybody to go home at the end of the day. If that's what you can get, ideally, that's what you want. But... We don't he, live in an ideal world. Yeah, he was talking about with, with Rob Elementary School shooting of, like, the sergeant was like, whoa, guys, stop, whoa, be careful, you know, he's got a gun, all this other kind of stuff. It's like, no, that that leader should have been saying, get in there, get that guy, get it taken care of, get it done. And he completely shut down mm-hmm. the steamroll train that should have been coming towards that guy. Yep. Um, so seeing those leadership aspects, and, and, and the next thing he wants, he wants to come back on and talk about, um, which I'm really interested in, of kind of like why are these school shooters like coming into these mentalities like what are we seeing and doing and stuff as a society We're not and doing to help and yeah um and 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 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna burn uh i, I could talk about some of it because he and i have talked about it and plus he sent me some youtube videos and things to watch and also he's got his book i'm almost almost done with his book uh listening listening through it um and so it was interesting to to have him on and just we kind of hit the leadership side more on that one. So that was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. And then the one you weren't here for. That would have been the Janine. next one. Would have been Janine. Yep, I was harvesting away. Yeah, Janine, he taught, He actually told me he didn't want to be here. He didn't like you. So he's didn't want to be here. So he said that off air. Yeah, that sounds like truth. <laughs> Nothing but truth right there. <laughs> Dude, the face you were giving me as I was saying that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I'd have to say 
for me as far as impact is concerned. Uh, Janine's podcast is the one that probably has had the most impact. Because the thing that she said to me that was like the big kapow moment that like I didn't realize I needed to hear at all. Like it wasn't something that, you know, it wasn't something I'm like, I'm going to ask her this question. I'm going to get the answer to it. Was when she said she always starts her day and she always like gets up, you know, kind of like meditates, moves her body, gets good food in, gets workout in. And then she brings her best self to her clients every day. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, and, and even though she, she struggled with things like anxiety and stuff like that, um, and that's kind of how her her habit, her mechanism that she's done to get through that. Well, she does it as, from what she says in the podcast, to get through the day to like control the anxiety. That's like her anxiety control. But to me, I got to thinking to myself, okay, I can't tell you how many times that I get up and I've got just enough time to get a shower, just enough time to get dressed, just enough time to get to work. And I'm like walking in the door two, three, four minutes before I have to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like you, you spend the next 30 minutes to an hour, like calming back down off of that, like adrenaline rush of go, 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 go. And it's like, it just doesn't feel good. And so like I've, I've changed for me of that trying to get up before the kids get home or like if the kids are gone, get up you know, start meditating. And I'm only on day like five or six of that. Cause hers was released on October 3rd and it's the 16th. And I kind of made that cognitive effort, especially listening to Ed Milet's book. Cause he does the same thing. Yeah. Um, has been interesting. Now I'm not going to tell you like there's some like the, in five days it's been this life altering. I make millions of dollars now. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, but I would say the, it, it always felt like, you know, um, a good analogy would be like if they're, if these microphones that we have that we're listening to, if they had electrical noise in them, you would just kind of hear like a mm-hmm. in the background, right? That's kind of what my brain always felt like. There was always like that electricity. There was always something like going in the background that was just taking up like thought power and energy and not really producing much of anything. And and so for me, the meditation's been nice because there's a couple of different ways you can do it. I do the one where you basically just focus on your breath and try to focus on just that and nothing else. And I find myself trying to plan my day mm-hmm. in that time, and I have to push those thoughts out and just focus on me breathing. And how, it's long, just, how long do you meditate? Five just, minutes? Just five minutes. They say to start with five or ten minutes, and I was like, with my ass, I probably should start five mm-hmm. because my brain's going to run, want to run to a million different things. But that hum in the background and that, like, kind of fullness that my brain has felt has started to kind of subside. And I don't know if that's as a direct correlation to just the meditation and everything. Um, but it's, um, or if it's just because of like things in life, but I feel like life is a little more stressful because of the medical bills and things and having to cover extra shifts and stuff. So I'm not sure if it's just that, but I'd have to say it's definitely helping. It's definitely not a bad thing. It's definitely not contributing in some sort of a bad way. Yeah. Um, and it's just been really beneficial. So I'd have to say, I mean, it's good to a, just have that you time yeah. period, you know? Yeah. Without anything else going, I mean, cause video games is my you time, but again, I'm like focusing brain power on like thinking about the tactics in the game and like flanking a person or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this is just like solely focused on me and like one of them i kind of vividly mentally pictured like running through like what it would be like to go to people's houses and like campaign for office and try to run for sheriff and stuff like that like i'm just going through that mental mental picturing process 
to hopefully set myself up because I want to build those habits in my brain that this is like habitual. This is like the things that I need to, to get done to mm-hmm. be successful. And then my brain's used to that. My brain's like, okay, we've already done this. We've already been there. Um, and ever since talking to her and listening to Ed Milet's book, neuroplasticity is a word that's talked about a lot. And Ed Milet talks a lot about how you essentially make your brain like work for you. Um, you know, cause he's like, show me your, show me your habits and I'll show you my, I'll, I'll show you your life kind of thing. Yeah. And how you can retrain and train and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about that book. That's been a really interesting book. So, well, that's, uh, that was 48 episodes. 49th was the hemp harvest plus the, the constantly pivoting priorities to the point. Mm-hmm. And here we are at episode number 50. And that's our culmination of been a wild ride. So I guess the the last thing that I'd have for for you is like so we 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 learned these things from each specific podcast, right? Like we learn these like th- lessons and stuff. But what is podcasting in general like done for you, or what have you learned, or what have you garnered from it? I feel like just talking to people in general it's helped me, you know, um, like that interview with Jason pros like when I did that video just it flows more naturally now I can get up there and talk or I can go introduce myself and talk to somebody and it's not necessarily just I mean most of our podcasts we interview somebody and it like I would say 90% of the podcasts have been people you've brought on that I haven't met and so just talking to people has helped me yeah. and, and I mean that helps my business because I need to learn to talk to people to sell or market or whatnot you know yeah network what about like um what about like especially for you like what about time and time management and things like that oh that is a disaster for me still well, but i'm saying as far as as far as the podcasting realm because this is something that you have devoted you have carved the time out except for janine's which there was just no way around that one yeah. like and, and uh, that's not me trying to tell you like that you did anything wrong there but what i'm getting at is is like so if what, you're gonna do something you better go all in you better be consistent. If you don't, I mean, if you're not consistent, if you like, oh, I want to start a podcast, you release two fucking episodes. You know, you might have 20 of your friends listen to it, you know? Cool. <laughs> like, that was a waste of your time, honestly. If you just released two, you might as well just full send. So, release 50. <laughs> so, I mean, you had some people even come up to you and tell you thank you for your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so how how did that impact you and make you feel, I mean, as far as like what, did it make you feel like all of this has been worth it? Yeah. I mean, that does in the end. It makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm not doing this for no reason. People actually listen to what we're saying, you know. They, don't, they may think we're crazy and they may <laughs> think we're dumb sometimes, but. And like, we are. We um, are. We, uh, we have experiences and we're human just like everybody else is. And we've been through the ringer and we're willing to share our stories and just hope that those stories help somebody somewhere. Well, uh, speaking of helping people, did you hear what happened with Janine and the insurance thing? Hmm. So after, so one of the things I said, like, what, what are some of the things that you'd like to see changing in mental health or something like that? Um, I probably butchered that question, but she said that like insurance was this like huge pain in the ass mm-hmm. and like she was struggling getting some of the insurance carriers like to like pick her up. She says like they will, there's nothing like wrong or illegal or anything. It's just like trudging through that red tape of, 
getting my name essentially on the list to where she could submit stuff to insurance and start getting paid by insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, insurance companies like I got no, <laughs> I, I don't have to be quick in doing this. Cause if I'm quick in doing this, that just means money's leaving my pocket and going into yours. Cause the insurance company's having to pay her. Well, she ended up getting a message from a lady that works at a different, uh, insurance company. And I think she lives in Nebraska and she knew you and knew your company and she had you on social media and she saw you share the podcast with Janine and she knew Janine, mm-hmm. but then she heard that stuff with the insurance and she's like, Hey, I work for this insurance company. Let me know how I can help. <laughs> and like has been like helping her through that process of getting that insurance company to like cover for her. And I was just like, fuck yeah. That's, like, that, cool. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that makes it all worth it. That's pretty awesome. It does. Um, you know, for me, it's been interesting, like carving this out for me, time-wise hasn't necessarily been something that has been a struggle for me because it's something that I'd want to do for a long time. And then you and I kind of found out that we wanted to do it and then we did it. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things that in my brain, I just like, I'm going to do it. Like that's, that's all there is to it. And you know, if I can make a day out of it or if I can come over here and hang out with my kids or whatever, like I do that. But like this is kind of like the gym to me. Like this yeah. is the time I've carved out. And I'm gonna do it. That's it all is there a nice is to little it. release. Yeah, that's. A, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and then just working through the process of what it's like to, you know, start the podcast, do the intros, do all this other kind of stuff, and then getting it listed on all the different places. Oh my gosh, getting it listed on all those places. Like an, each platform has its different way. Mm-hmm. So like Apple Podcasts, they're the Nazis because you know they are about everything. And so you have to have like all these boxes checked. Whereas like Spotify was like, Hey, do you want to be, do you want to be on here? Yeah. Okay. Give us your link. Okay. Thanks. And that's it. That's all you had to do. And so, you know, working through all of those and then doing some of the website development and stuff, like it's been a long time and, and and I do not know how to code and our website is not great. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, uh, it's, it's just getting back into that and, and, that, and then editing audio is also something that's interesting and fun to me because I'm at the point now where I can pretty much see based on how the waveform looks of where I want to go in the audio. Like if there's a point where we have like a, like earlier when I hit the microphone on accident, like I can see that in the waveform and I know yeah. that that's the place that I want to go and I want to edit, <laughs> or I can tell the difference between the ums and the uhs and the the pauses and and I'm like, okay, right there. That's where I want to go. I don't have to look for it. There it is. <laughs> that's, so. I mean, that's why you've edited 49 <laughs> out of the 50 episodes. <laughs> uh, but hey, man, you did a good job that day. Oh, and another thing of of connecting with people remotely has been cool. Mm-hmm. We finally kind of got that done. And I think it's the point where we're like, we've done it w- once with me, once with you. Uh, and then another time with Bill Bill, and they went flawlessly. I mean, Bill's cut out a little bit, but I think that was just internet on, you know, back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't anything I couldn't edit out. Um, you know, you can barely tell, like if you listen real close, you can tell. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's cool to be able to connect with people because we want to have these conversations with people, but like, let's face it, if you wanted to interview Vinny, he like, lives in Florida. He's in Kansas like once every two years. Yeah, because he doesn't love us. Yeah. Um, he's chasing too much. He's chasing the tail that he has down there, and he doesn't love us anymore. But anyway, um, you know, of of I, we don't have the funds to fly him here mm-hmm. um, and scheduling that as well, um, nor does he have the funds to just like, yeah, sure, let's record a podcast, and I'll just <laughs> pay for everything, you know? And yep. so 
uh, it's been cool to connect with people remotely. Um, and, and I think that's another thing that we through the COVID area that we kind of learned is like, how much can we do remotely? Even in Quite the business a bit. world. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, and then hopefully eventually the, the, uh, the podcast network that we're going to be joining will be coming around soon. Um, it kind of seemed to maybe lost some steam, but we'll see where it goes. We yep. got our, we've got our, our spot recorded and everything for it. We're just waiting to hear back. Yep. Maybe one of these days we will. I don't know. Haven't ran into those guys for a while, so haven't been yeah. drinking near as much. So, well, and he also got a new job, so I could see how that would like from the way he was talking, it was keeping him pretty busy. Yeah, so I, I'm not holding any animosity or anything, but so 50 episodes, man. That's it, and we're at <coughs> excuse me, uh, and we're at um, well over 3,000 downloads so far, and that's awesome. Not quite a year. And uh, let's see. Huh, Russia. <laughs> We're listening to in Russia. Maybe that's why your mom doesn't want to listen to us. Yeah, five people, five listens in Russia. Yeah, but so so just to give you an example, we're listened to in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, nineteen different countries. Four unknown. Yeah, four unknown. Hmm. Those are the Russians that are hacking our podcast. They're in space. Aliens. <laughs> what IP address do you have while you're in space? Yeah. Where does that where does that come from? Um so it, it's just been a cool journey just to see like where all this has been. Like you can look at this map, and I know y'all can't see it, but we're looking at a map right now with all of the colors of like where we're listening to. And like Kenya? What the heck? I know, right? Is that not cool? Egypt? Saudi Arabia? Kenya, Saudi Arabia. Two Iraq. downloads in Saudi Arabia. So someone liked it. Someone came back for some more. <laughs> uh, but you know all the all the different listening platforms that we're on too. You know Spotify, Google Chrome. People listening to it on like there, and then the Podbean app itself in like on Apple and Android devices, and then Apple Podcasts. <coughs> Top ten: How it started. Scott Tolley, Nate Hyatt, Bob and Sarah Hyatt, Bill Howard. That's the Rob Elementary, Bill Howard. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Evans, and then Chad, and then Bill Howard again. Jansen, unfortunately, he's going to have a big head about that one. Seth and Felicia, those are our top ten episodes. Jansen, you're like number eight, bro. You're fine. Keep your head small. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, I, I guess, you know, the I just want to wrap it up with saying uh, what we've said many times before is we've always come in here wanting to just be genuine and say how we genuinely feel. And not that that means that we're always right or that we will always say the things that you agree with, but we've always come in here and just tried to be as genuine as we possibly could. And I've even backtracked some on some of the stuff that I've said, Mm -hmm. realizing that, you know, with new information or whatever that I was wrong. But I've also said that I was right on some things, whether you like it or not, uh, as the science is now starting to show us, but I won't get on that. So anyway, um, but uh, it's it. I'm just really humbled at everybody that takes the time to listen and you know takes the time to share the podcast. I mean, let's face it. Nate and I are not sitting in here and getting rich right now. Nope. And uh, you know, not even close. The, the only thing that we ask is that you just share the podcast. Just get it out there. Put it on your story. You know, put it on your feed. Whatever it is, just share the podcast. Get that word out there because who knows, the next person that you know, you share it to might be able to listen or might be able to help the person we're talking to or, 
might be helped themselves. And, you know, you have no idea the power that you have in just that share button. And we would really appreciate your continued support, your sharing, your ratings, reviews, and watching us on uh, social media and stuff like that. Yep, it's been been a fun 50 episodes. Here's to uh, 50 more, at least. Here's to 500 more. Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> 10 years later, we're still not making money. Speaking of that, uh, I, w- I want to make like some, I want to find like a new intro, outro music didn't you say you had a friend that was supposed to be like recording something or whatever well he said we could have a conversation about it well that's di- that's not what you told me well he he said he would make us one um but we need to have him on for a podcast we can talk about it okay so there you go that's for the next podcast you set that up 10-4 <laughs> so well again watch it or check us out on our social medias at the higher points on instagram the higher points podcast on facebook and our website, www.thehigherpoints.com. And again, we're renting out the podcast studio um, or like giving you advice or whatever on uh, stuff that you may want to get to start your own studio. Just hit us up on our website, www.thehigherpoints.com. Click on the contact tab and you'll be able to reach out to us. We'll catch up with you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.